we started. We're in, dude. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, bro. How back. the fuck have you been? <laughs> Texas boy. That's me. I'm a cowboy now, through and through. Someone moved to Texas. I did do that, and we didn't even we didn't talk about the preparation for it like weeks ago or anything. It just happened out of nowhere. I don't I don't think you prepared for it. I honestly didn't. It was kind of like <laughs> I just threw all my stuff in a car and drove to Texas. I did that drive. Like I stopped and slept for like in my car for like maybe an hour, and then did the whole thing in one go. From the D.C. area, how far is Dallas? It's, it's about fourteen hundred miles. And uh, well, how long did you drive for? Uh, I want to say it was like 22 hours. But man, dude, I haven't done a drive like that in so long. Actually, no, I did the cross country one. Yeah, didn't you go to California? That's no joke. That was a long one. Fuck. By yourself is is the uh I think the tough one. It's kind doing of a kicker, a, yeah. Yeah. You did I mean doing I don't know, man. I think the most I've done by myself is ten and a half. Well that's that's nothing to scoff at. You know what they say is like, I mean, everybody the advice everybody gave me when I was doing the drive is like when you start to feel tired, just pull over and sleep. It's not it's not a pride thing. You don't have to get there in however long, but like I only started halving where it was like a dangerous situation when I was literally eight miles from my house, from my destination. <laughs> I was so close. And like, it's not like I'm going to pull over and just sleep the rest of the night when I'm literally eight minutes from the house. But that's but it when was it like, hits where you can barely drive. No, that's, yeah, it was like legitimately dangerous, like basically intoxicated. And, but and it then it becomes a pride. Morning. Then it becomes a pride thing. And then it's 100% exactly. pride <laughs> And it is a pride thing, dude. You're driving that, and I'm like drunk arrogance being so fucking exhausted. Eight more minutes of not being a bitch. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, fuck no. No, it was it was um, it was good yeah. though, man. It was a good experience. Stress relief? Was it uh tranquil? The drive? Yeah. Uh yeah. I've always kind of liked driving, you know? I mean, you did that cross country f- from California with somebody, didn't you? Was that tranquil? Yeah, I, I wouldn't trust myself. Mm, that was actually a nightmare. I mean, that was yeah. I actually got sick halfway and then like I was sneezing and I had a, like a pinched nerve in my back and mm. it was not no bueno for a you while so i would that. actually yeah it was weird i was like sneezing and every i was sneezing like every 20 minutes um and when i would sneeze my muscles would i had like a pinched nerve in the middle of my back and my muscles would like fucking cramp so hard like my basically the top half of my body both of my arms and my neck would charlie horse oh my god while driving and you know andrew is that the my, time you went and saw like a chiropractor for the first time yes so yeah, that's actually about that yeah. yeah yeah so there was a place called that's andrew was like he was with me and he's like <laughs> actually my pride was like fully in plus my car was new so yeah. i was like no one's driving this motherfucking car like <laughs> yeah. so, so like he's like you sure you don't want me to drive and i'm like i got but like every time I would sneeze, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> he's sitting there, he's sitting there being like, you good? <laughs> Damn. But, um, but yeah, well, we like stopped his life in danger too. Dude, that <laughs> I'm shit. sure that's how he felt. Dude. It's a pride thing, man. Toxic yeah. masculinity. <laughs> we, we stopped in Salt Lake City and he, he told me he's like, there's this place. Cause he had a similar problem. Like he went to Austin for South by Southwest and it, his like he was on a camera crew doing something and like they were he they were his back was murdering him and he was like introduced to this place called the joint and it's it's kind of like their whole model is like it's kind of like a gym membership like you go in there and you can get like hit you know they'll crack whatever <laughs> you just real go quick. And get hit <laughs> no they're like they'll crack you 
you know, whatever, adjust you. But it's not like a real chiropractor where they, like, do a thorough evaluation. They, like, crack you very generally. This sounds like, really like, dangerous to me. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was my initial thing, too, was that, like, none of these people are, like, full-time chiropractors. Yeah. Like, like, but maybe they are. Who knows? I don't know. And that's I, but, way too like, close to, like, getting paralyzed for life for me to want to mess with. Any, any physical therapist will tell you, like, nobody needs to go to a chiropractor or, like, a gym membership. Like, there's something extremely wrong with you if you need to do yeah. that. So, basically, I went and uh, it fit. Honestly, that, that was it. It fixed it right up. Like, yeah? I, like immediately? Yeah, immediately. Still? Like, you still fixed? How many years ago was this? Two and a half. Two, yeah. You still good? Or do you need to yeah. go back to another chiropractor? There's days where, like, I can overwork my body or, like, my back gets really compressed. Like, the, my lower back is, like, the worst. But, like, I just do more stretches and more yoga now than I have ever. So, it's like, I take care of that shit. Yeah, otherwise. yeah. It helps you. Healthy like, living, bro. Healthy living. Healthy living. I've been really bad about that lately, dude. I've, like, let myself fall to shit in the, in the last, like, month. I have a gym membership that I don't use. I'm like one of those people. The so guy with no money and a gym membership. Yeah, right. That That's the use. thing is I keep I keep being like, man, I can't afford this. I don't even go. But then like when I get <laughs> I get close enough to canceling it and I feel bad enough about canceling it that I just keep it going. Part of it's just having it. You feel skinnier. Yeah, I just feel better <laughs> about myself. Like <laughs> I have a gym membership. I'm strong now. Yeah, man. That's all it takes. It's kind of cool too because my gym is like is half a mile away exactly. So that like if cool. I run there and work out and run back, it's a mile run and it's a workout and it's perfect but i never do it with Even all when that I go, great I weather because i'm a piece of shit all that great weather oh yeah dude you should yeah, drive to is... the gym and then you should drive to the gym and then run home yeah that's a great idea and then <laughs> Uber back to the gym to get my car <laughs> really punish yourself yeah man you guys just had like an ice storm, didn't you? Dude, the D.C. area. That actually, I almost busted my ass outside of my apartment, actually. But um, yeah, no, it, it, uh, it came and went, but it was actually, I didn't even know about it until I woke up that morning. I, I don't watch the weather or anything like that and no news, so. Yeah, man. It's weird. I find like that. since I've, since I moved out of like away from home, I read about that stuff and my immediate thought is like, I'm worried about my mom, you know? Or like, because nobody's there with her <laughs> Oh, now, no, who's right? going to shovel like, the driveway, if, right? Yeah, like a big... <laughs> she's got a big empty driveway and like now what if she like walks out to a car and like slips and falls and now i'm like oh yeah all the kids left at once yeah man nobody's she like there a, she's just like empty nest syndrome hardcore i feel terrible about it life dude life dude can't feel bad i do though i feel i'm really i feel really bad like all call the time. be a good son and call. i do i call her man i really just, do it that's all you gotta do yeah i just i don't know man. i just feel bad i feel bad hanging up i'm like what I'm, she's just gonna like what is she doing right now she's like playing candy crush on her phone on the couch and like uh dude i don't know it's such a life thing it's like something everybody goes through but like no one prepares you for you make it sound so drab i like, feel like it is i don't know what she does with her days <laughs> she saves money now she has all this time to go do what she loves you're right Maybe which is blank she's been waiting she's been waiting her whole life for us to leave why don't you ask her what she's doing what she's i do up to. she well, i called her the other day she was cleaning up christmas decorations i have maker's mark i could drink do it i just realized that i have maker's mark i could drink do you want do you want to do it? I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Keep, keep, keep it rolling. Okay, yeah, I'll just sit here and talk to myself. So I'm actually, I'm having something kind of interesting today for the toast to this podcast. I'm having, it's called Zapato, Zapata, Zapaca, Zacapa, Zacapa. That's it. I'm drinking Zacapa, and it's a very cool rum. Zapato, 
it's a very there's a really cool story behind this rum uh, and it's kind of interesting because you don't ever think of a rum to be something that you like that you just drink on ice like nobody does that but this rum is good enough that you can actually just drink it on ice and i've never i've never really been that big of a fan of rum until i found this a, f- a friend of mine in texas actually uh introduced me to it i gotta i gotta wait for mike to get back to uh talk about this next part because i feel like he might have some valuable and maybe even humorous commentary oh there you go that's a nice one, glass of whiskey no the one the thing with the angled rubber that did you go and the, get the same one i found i stole it from my roommate <laughs> oh tight i think somebody got it for a present but like no one in i the got house it for a present would ever use it so yeah because you don't have ice in it though coward i don't know why not why having did, ice in your room in your why room. did you say that no, honestly, I need it. I need I need ice. But just I just uh, drink it neat. You drink it neat. I, I, I am drinking that. it neat. That's the fucking other option. So I was just telling the listener about this beverage that I'm having right now. <laughs> it's uh What did I miss? What do you think I'm drinking? Angel's Envy? No. It's rum on ice. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, rum 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 cold is is a good choice. It's a really cool rum though. It's this it's called Oh Jesus. What is it called? It's called something paradise. Zucapa. No, it's Zucapa. It's it's a cool rum because it they have like this rum festival every year, and this specific rum that I'm drinking won four years in a row. Really? And, yeah, and it was like it, yeah, it won 1998 to like 2001, I think. I don't even like rum though. Like I mean, dude, you that's would like this rum too. Every time you say that about a liquor, you're usually right. You would like it. It's really good. You were very. But it's right kind of crazy because it's the first rum ever to be to it, they like included it in the the quote unquote rum hall of fame and they did that uh so that all the other rums could stop competing for second place (laughs) right that's kind of a big dick move right yeah i don't even know if there was a rum hall of fame before this rum came along but check it out it's good shit horrible instagram content maybe i was thinking what do we do with the twitter do we ask do we get engaging questions that was sort of my thinking getting back into twitter was a nightmare social media is a social media is a nightmare just just to lay that out yeah we we uh made a twitter and then quickly got locked out of our own twitter and then you (laughs) (laughs) we got a twitter back in today twitter facebook anchor is where we post all of our stuff do you want to just do that just get that out of the way now we're on spots talk about all of our social media and where people should follow us yeah so we got facebook Sure. Twitter, Instagram. We should have a YouTube, but we'll get there. We do have a YouTube, but there's nothing on it yet. And you can listen on all major Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Yeah, Spotify's the good one. Wherever you find major podcasts being posted. That's Yeah, wherever you find podcasts. Wherever you find your podcast. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's um, honestly, the posting part's been pretty easy. I didn't think that would be that easy. Why is it, it not was. working? What? Oh, because I spelled the password wrong. <laughs> you gonna say the name of our? <laughs> no, part? just cut, just cut it out. <laughs> I'm gonna forget to cut that out. Right. <laughs> It'll go live. You got enough episodes. Fuck. I was gonna say, do you ever? Do you ever? Did, back to the the long driving. The the. Do you ever have? Um. Do you ever use that to get rid of any sort of like? I used to think driving was super tranquil, like doing the long distance driving. It can be therapeutic for sure, man. Have you ever written a song or anything? Doing? Oh yeah. Uh, one of my really? one of my favorite lyrics ever. I wrote on the drive back from Richmond. Really? Which yeah. which? Uh... It's not even like it's not even like a particularly deep lyric, but it was. Um... Was it on the new album? Yeah, it's coming soon. 
It's which song? Um, which song is it on? Don't give the lyric away. What's okay, it's song? on "Sorry Somebody." Okay, cool. Yeah. I, one of my favorite songs, by the it's, way. Yeah, thanks, man. And by yeah, by the way, the album is actually almost finished. And it's it funny because I was listening to podcasts that we recorded a long time ago, and I said the same thing. But it's actually almost done now. Back then, when you used to say it's almost finished, it was really like twenty percent done. Yeah. yeah <laughs> now yeah. it's like actually like under ten percent away from yeah. being finished, which is pretty cool. Is all the lyrics are written, everything's recorded except for the one vocal part that you have to do oh it's my fault yeah it's your fault you're holding us up now i could do that right now and you I can won't. record it live on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you could you could use that yeah whatever you just did i'll, I'll have copy you. it tune it good to go <laughs> you can work the magic i know some someone somewhere could make that work i could make that work that's like a producer sample like contest right there <laughs> Jacob Collier would use that. He'd make like 11 parts of harmony. I'm know? seeing him in April. In Austin or in, in Dallas? Dallas? Yeah. No shit. You should come. Dude, Fuck. I should. Wait, in August? In in April. Uh, I might be able to go. You should go. That'd, That'd be, be right cool. around my birthday too, dude. Let's get weird. Let's, Let's get, get weird in Dallas. Let's get weird, dude. How much are the tickets? I don't think they're like 15 bucks. Wow. You mean plane tickets or the Jacob Collier tickets? No, the Collier tickets. Yeah, plane no, tickets. No, call like, plane ticket off the off top of your head. Probably, I'm going to say it's like $150. Yeah, that's... Gonna Round be trip. one of the cheapest flights ever. Yeah. Yeah. Super close. Not so bad. Not bad at all. In I April. don't. But this is our first. Uh, our first remote podcast. True. Yeah. No, it's not. Is it not? No. When was the other one? No, I guess you're right. Because we tried Discord, we tried Skype, and both of them were dog shit. That was the one that was dog shit. And now, for some reason, Facebook Messenger is what's working. This podcast is sponsored by Facebook Messenger. Facebook mess. Toast to this. Brought to you by Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Messenger. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Uncle Zuck. Thanks. <laughs> uncle Zucker. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Zuckerberg. How do you go from my uncle to my dad? His family's fucked up. Is it possible to be both an <laughs> uncle and a father to the same person? Uncle and a father to the same person. So you, you'd have to have sex with your sister. Yeah. You'd have to have yeah. a kid with your sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably like happened a lot, if we're being honest. Yeah, there's a bunch of uncle fathers in medieval times. I mean, there's a bunch of uncle fathers in Kentucky. Or in the royal, or in the royal family. It's probably a bunch oh. of uncle fathers in Texas. <laughs> probably somewhere in there. <laughs> like modern day Texas. Um, I can't even talk right now. What are you doing? How do you get rid of stress, Justin? How do I get rid of stress? Do you, do you get rid of stress or do you just bottle it up? <laughs> I, I, dude, that's a great question. So the reason that I actually moved down to Texas, and this is relevant, I promise. The reason I actually moved down here is to go to flight school to be a pilot. To get his wings. To, to get my wings. It's an angel chasing a dream. That's what it, that's what I am, dude. <laughs> but uh, but no, they, there's, a, there's a lot in what's called pilotage about controlling stress and handling different difficult situations and stuff like that so there's like actual real like pilot tips on how to like not get overwhelmed and they put you with is it like training or exercises or what um i mean there's breathing tips there's like uh preparedness good pilotage basically just giving yourself all of the information possible before every flight so that you can answer any question that comes up and it's uh it's interesting stuff man and it's kind of a point of pride you know to be able to be like a good pilot and like know all the information and and uh 
it's cool i'm I'm proud of it i like it it's, it's like a that's awesome it's like yeah. a, a level of uh level-headedness exactly maybe. yeah i mean you that's don't want cool. some like some like quick trigger finger idiot behind the wheel of a <laughs> behind the yoke of a triple seven with 350 people on board I, I like how it went from wheel to yoke yeah the yeah. yoke is i guess the, the as, steering as the what is the steering stick, wheel yeah gotcha <laughs> the, the steering wheel of a plane mm-hmm. have you taken anything from that and moved it into into life uh yeah definitely definitely like cool-headedness has been a, a big part just like being able to stay calm <laughs> not not getting into any more bar scraps anymore huh yeah not so much not as many i'm hey guys I'm, uh, boring hey, now hey guys let's uh check our list okay <laughs> Did you guys do your flows? Did you guys look at your checklist? <laughs> checklist. And every every guy in the bar fights like, yeah, I didn't check my list. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't even have my checklist. Shit, I didn't even do a ground check yet. Oh fuck, my pre-flight. <laughs> my pre-flight procedure. <laughs> <laughs> I only go to. There's actually a bar right up the street called the Point. That's like it was founded by pilots. Really? You might actually have a situation like that at the point. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Apparently pilots are, are often alcoholics. <laughs> what else are you gonna do with all that time and money? <laughs> yeah, dude. You make a lot of money, you got a lot of time off. <laughs> three months on, three months off. Sometimes, yeah. Some pilots have whack schedules. Really? Yeah, dude. Like how like, like how crazy. That. Like you could have like a month on, a month off. How could you possibly change your mindset that often? What do you mean, like switch from I would I would just spread it out. Like vacation way... mode to like pilot mode? Yeah. It's like if if <laughs> If anything was even close to three months on, three months off, like as a potential, I would spread it out to like two weeks on, one week off sort of thing. Well, you just have a lot of side hustles. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I guess like for one month, you're a day trader and for like (laughs) another month. That's actually kind of the plan, honestly, dude, because I mean, no, you're never going to be like a millionaire if you're only flying planes. But if you're flying planes and you're making two hundred thousand dollars, that gives you like the ammunition to get into stuff. Stocks, and that's where you can actually true. make money, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, that's true. I mean, that w- the one thing with anybody that makes anywhere near six figures is having really low rent yeah, or not being able to spend the money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm sure that as a pilot going in and out of airports or just being a pilot in general, there's probably very little you have to pay for. I'm sure the airline provides the pilot oh, yeah. with something to eat. Um, yeah, things you get like a that. uniform stipend. You get like your hotels are paid for, your flights are paid. I fly for free forever, even if it's not for work i just fly for free now oh not now when i'm when i'm hired that's crazy right yeah man this this podcast is just trying to uh, convince everybody to go fly airplanes there's a shortage there is that's that's like a <laughs> that's big one part of the reasons reason why I'm you went yeah yeah dude it's it's in your cool. family though isn't it yeah no i have a lot of pilots in my family i'm actually i have an awesome opportunity to live with my uncle down in texas and he's a pilot so like it's cool i mean i don't know dude when I, i'm like one of the i could drill you as like someone that's about to fly yeah like you know, full time or like as a career, I'm the type of dude that needs to be asking you questions. Like I am yeah. terrified of flying. Are you? Yeah. I, well, I used to be, I mean, yeah. like I, I would I could uh, make you never want to fly again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I could tell you the way this shit actually works and you'd be like, nah, <laughs> never. I mean, what's the stressful part of the flying? You know what I mean? Like what's the, cause I had a friend that did like a couple of discovery flights and then he started taking lessons yeah. and he told me taking off was the hardest in the, at least in the small planes. Taking he said then. it's, he said it's scary taking it I, He's like, it's like taking a trike at a hundred miles an hour. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. You do get kind of a wobble sometimes if you don't yeah. control it. He said landing installing 
bowling and all that shit is like a joke. Yeah, well, I mean, it's different for different people, man. Like, I've never had an issue with taking off. It's always been the easy part. Um, then what's the hard part of flying? Uh, it took me a minute to get in to get used to landing because landing can be kind of stressful. But I mean, even once you, I mean, I have like fifty hours under my belt now, and the uh, like landing's not a big deal. Taking off's not a big deal. The hard shit is like. Uh, when you start to get into instruments and like malfunctions and uh, what to do in case of emergencies and shit like that, you know, those, those planes, cause you're flying this, you're flying Cessnas, which are small prop planes, yeah, right? Cessna 172. So is there anything like, all right, all those, are they, are they like completely manually operated by like cables and shit? Like, oh, yeah, you... there's nothing electric. I mean, the flaps are the only thing that's electric as far and as. And if those go down, what ha what do you do? If your flaps stop working, you don't tech, you don't need flaps to fly. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Flaps are used to to be able to slow yourself down without like losing lift. Oh, like when they push pull down. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah, exactly that. So you I have like you. the wing, and there's like a, a section. I thought they went the other way down. though too. Well, then I guess what are the ones that go up? They're on larger aircraft. They have things that are kind of like flaps on the top of the wings called air brakes that do something similar, or spoilers I, do something similar. I thought they went up when you were taking off though. No, they never go up. You actually keep them down when you. If they went up, that's 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 the opposite of what you want. That would, that would oh, keep no, you're right. Down, you want slow underneath to pick the, yeah, the lift. Science, the, uh, of lift. science of lift. Bernoulli's principle. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever, you ever get freaked out when you're trying to, yeah, trying yeah, to fly? Sometimes. Like, Dude, do you I still flight, get like... I had a flight like a month ago that was like all of the most stressful shit that can happen. Like, and it had never happened to me and it was all in one flight. So like... Like what? So I had this flight like, uh, uh, maybe it was like a month ago and the, uh, it was like every horrible thing that you like sort of nightmare situation shit for a beginner pilot and it was all yeah. in the same flight it was like five things and uh so like we're the first thing is we're like waiting to take off and everybody in the area is talking to the tower it's, i don't know a bunch of boring pilot shit but this guy gets on the radio and he's trying to come into land so he's talking to tower tower responds uh gives him information and then the the procedure is that if tower tells you something you repeat it back and it's basically mm -hmm. just like two-point confirmation everybody knows what's going on Right. So Tower gives him instructions. He doesn't respond. They wait like 15 seconds, call to him again. They're like, let's call him like Cessna Charlie 8 Whiskey or something. So like they right, call him yeah. again. They're like Cessna Charlie 8 Whiskey. Like, here's your instructions. Still doesn't respond. Call him again. Doesn't respond. Then he calls the Tower again and he's like, Tower, we need instructions. Like he's trying to get instructions to land. They give him instructions again. Won't respond. Basically what's happening is he he's off the radar. Like his, his comms aren't working. And that's a whole <laughs> thing. So like now... Now what do you do? Well, it's towers like the ATC's responsibility to like keep separation and to deal with somebody who's not who can't hear anyone. So like and then like you had other aircraft that were trying to get in touch with him in case mm -hmm. it was like towers comms that were fucked up. So he's not responding to anybody. So basically what tower has to do is get everybody the fuck out of the way because this guy has no idea what's going on and he's coming in to try to land. So like at this point, we're like we're on what's called downwind. So we're flying parallel to the runway mm -hmm. and this guy is coming in to land and he can't hear anyone so like you you basically like i don't know weeks it was it, it's kind of boring the way that it was actually resolved but then around the same time it just starts like pouring <laughs> <laughs> so like now there's this asshole who can't hear anyone and then it just starts like pouring and i've never landed on a wet runway before which is a whole nother thing oh, i mean you've fuck. dealt you've dealt with hydroplaning in a car you right. hydroplane in an airplane too it's the same shit, shit. so like yeah have to figure out how to land on a wet runway very quickly so so I did that and that went fine. Taking off again. 
Um, and then I come around and I'm, I'm like coming into land, maybe like a hundred feet off the ground. And this massive flock of birds just like flies right up in front of me. And I'm like really oh quick response, God. like, fuck. <laughs> Did you <laughs> put it like, down quick or what? Yeah, I, it was, it made more sense to go up cause they were moving down. So it's like maneuvering around this fucking flock of birds on final approach, like 200 feet above the ground. Are you by yourself? Uh, for that one? No, but my instructor was just like letting, <laughs> letting shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't touch anything. Um, Did he no, talk yeah, to you so about anything? Was he like, good move? Put the plane down. It was like, man, it was such a mess. Was it, were you see joking about it too? Like that was Yeah, a no, he shit. was like, to this day, still that was like the most ridiculous shit. We did another, <laughs> about a week later, I was doing a night flight. It was my first night flight ever. And we went to, uh, to do my first ever night landing at Fort Worth and Alliance Airport, which is a massive airport. Oh, and, that's Dallas. That's Fort Worth. That's the big hub, right? Yeah. Well, DFW is the main airport. Airport, but uh Dallas Fort Worth is or Fort Worth Alliance is a big fucking airport. So we we're like talking to their tower to come in and land there. And uh we're on the radio with him, or my instructor is. I was just flying, the instructor was doing the comms. And uh the guy gives us instruction, he's like, enter left traffic for runway three six, whatever the fuck it was. And we uh we're looking for the runway, just like looking down, trying to find it because it's all VFR. That means visual flight rules, it just means you're you you're flying by what you can see on the right, ground. Right, right. So like we're looking for it and then uh <laughs> i'm like we we're flying and he's like dude i can't see it and then i look down and i'm like we just flew over it like we just fucking passed it we totally missed it and like right as if on cue the uh tower at alliance gets back on and he's like <laughs> stay you your intentions <laughs> like you guys there's obviously there's some miscommunication happening so he's like okay well enter right traffic for runway 36 and now we're just fucking embarrassed and going to <laughs> land at this like Eleven thousand foot, uh, <laughs> like in eleven thousand foot runway, I could land that plane probably six times on the same runway. The, like it's way go more touch down and go back up and touch down and go back up. Exactly, is stupid, man. But That's so funny. Yeah, my first ever night landing was at Fort Worth Alliance. You can let <laughs> like triple sevens land there. Like Air Force One lands there. You know? Wow. It's, yeah. Except I think Damn. Air Force One's a uh, 747. I'm not are sure. There any, are there any airports where they have planes? Well, I know they, they do them next to each other on their own, tar like double runways. Yeah. Where they take off at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, do they ever take off on tarmac that's super wide? Oh, what that's do you like, mean? Like the same tarmac? Or do oh, they always no. have barrier They always have grass barriers? Yeah, they, you would never have two planes taking off on the same Because then it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to designate like who's on what and what exactly. side. Well, they have yeah. lights and they have lines and paint. But you'd be like, let, you'd call the tarmac a number and then be like left and right like kind of well there might there might be like airports that are just giant tarmacs that don't have grass separating runways and it's just painted separation i'm just thinking of like like a giant like blacktop labels though you know every time i go in there it's anytime i land it, it's really fun to watch like i don't know i love looking out the window i have to look out the window yeah. like as if like i think that whenever i'm on a plane i need i always need to sit by a, wi a wing or something mm -hmm. well you can like, like, like watch it and see like the flight controls happening and like yeah. yeah yeah that's why i know like which way it goes whenever they're doing you know whatever yeah and it's uh, kind of weird how much aerodynamics are sort of just second nature though like you just think right. it's just logic it logically makes sense the way that it right. reacts to wind because aerodynamics are like they're the same as hydrodynamics so if you're familiar yeah. with how water acts around an object it's the same way that air will react i always sit by a window just to make sure like if something goes wrong with the wing i'm gonna tell everyone 
<laughs> that's, that's my OCD. There's something on the wing. There's something on. The, there's a uh, like like if it catches on fire, I'm just gonna like raise my hand and be like, um, I have to talk to the pilot. <laughs> like he doesn't know. Yeah. Or like I'm gonna hear like an engine stop. They we lost some, engine two. They had an engine fire. Delta Airlines actually. There was a guy like a week ago who got in trouble because he they had an engine fire shortly after takeoff. And one thing you don't you probably don't know about planes is they they take off way heavier than they're allowed to land. So they plan to to burn a lot of fuel and lose weight before they get to their destination. Oh so, wow. Yeah. So if you take off and you have to land quickly you got to do something with all that weight because if you land that heavy the, the plane's gonna break so really yeah you can't land with full tanks in a giant in a big fucking plane because it's thousands and thousands of pounds so it's so the, crazy that you can take off with it but you can't land it yeah right well that's just momentum it's like forward momentum it takes a little right. bit to gain speed but if you hit the ground hard with full tanks the wings are just gonna snap that's so scary to think yeah, about right but like so this guy takes off he's a delta pilot he takes off and quickly after takeoff they have a, a small engine fire so he has to put the plane on the ground like as quickly as possible so he has to dump fuel and he didn't there's actually it's funny the faa rules about dropping things that's out why they dump fuel now this all makes sense this yeah yeah sense. exactly because so, i always thought it was like it was a safety thing like you don't want that shit to catch on fire or something is that also part of it or no uh i don't i mean it's different factors i'm not really sure i don't i mean i can yet. see how like <laughs> the wings breaking off is definitely a big <laughs> it's a big one yeah yeah <laughs> But, yeah, but no, so he ended so up dropping sense. like thousands of pounds of fuel on a bunch of kids. <laughs> he like flew I like over how a you're school. laughing about this. <laughs> well, no, he flew over a school and and had to dump fuel, and they like he hospitalized like sixty people just because they got kerosene all over them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Does it burn? I don't. I don't think there's any real damage. I mean, I think it's sort of just like extra safety precaution stuff. I doubt anybody <laughs> actually got hurt. Car you can right. you could swim in kerosene as long as you yeah. don't like drink it. You'll be okay. Yeah, it's probably like gasoline. It's just like yeah. very the fumy. And I mean, if you're outside and it's on you, it's not like you don't have proper ventilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so. no, it's uh, he. Nobody died. They say uh, if any landing that you walk away from is a success is a successful landing, which is kind of a scary that's thing the, to say. That's that's the motto. Yeah. <laughs> That's the motto. This is not really like helping at yeah, all. Yeah, you, you still want to go flying? Not really. No. <laughs> They're like they say every flight that you survive is uh it's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> yeah, that's about the size of it, man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Nah, flying it's like I mean it's still the safest way to travel statistically because yeah, people are fucking retarded. Yeah, but uh I shouldn't say that word, but you yeah, know, they are. They are. People drop people on the road scare me the most. They should. So as a pilot, are you do you notice any anything OCD about yourself or just being in school? Do you have anything OCD about you that you I've can pick out? I've always been super observant just about shit in general. So I find like the other day I was just like, I was in bed and I looked across the room and my like curtain was like caught on something and it bothered me enough that I like got out of bed and went and fixed my curtain and then went back to sleep. Do you have tro? Do you have any like? Well, well, how bad? Like, what was wrong with it? Like, was it was it just caught? Not it wasn't like hanging straight. It was caught on something. You were laying in bed and got out of bed to I go fix that. I got out of bed to go fix a curtain. I'll get out of bed to close a door. Yeah, no, me too. I do. You have to sleep with a door closed. Yeah, locked. Not necessarily. I don't even. I don't have a lock on my door right now. That's because you can't be trusted. Yeah, that's right. So I don't have girls over. My uncle is really serious about that. <laughs> He's probably like, I don't care what you do. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, is he's, he, he's cool. probably a really easy he's going. A pilot, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's you're like he's a, a pilot. pilot. He's still he's still Fox. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's dude. He's he's a very handsome man. It's like well, the, you have to be a pilot. You, you have, have to, to be, be a, a pilot. pilot. Yeah, that's even when you lose your hair as a pilot, you still look sexy. Oh yeah, dude. The uniform just fucking. You hook him up it. with that rolly bag and the uniform. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Give him a wing pin. I got this sweater. Dude, a pilot sweater. Pilot sweaters. Are <laughs> I've never tight. even seen that. Dude, it's great. It's on. It's on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, dude. You should that's post that. Uh, you should post that on the top. The toast to this. Dude, Actually, you should make an ad, make this. an ad out of it. Put words on it and say, "Listen to toast to this." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the knowledgeably handsome men. We're giving away. We're doing a. We're running a contest for this pilot sweater. But I like my sweater. <laughs> I like my sweater. I like to keep it. Can I keep it? Do you have? A, do you have anything that you that you do that you know is OCD? Like any of those things, but like it's so existent in your life. Like on it, I'm yeah. pretty OCD about like making my bed every day. Really? But the thing about OCD, I hate, I hate saying, I feel like there should be a different word for it because OCD in and of itself is like a disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't think yeah. I have OCD, but well, I it's think a compulsive I'm, obsession with something. It's not like where yeah, it's something yeah, yeah. that's, it's out of, it's an out of control obsession. I just, where you're I like, feel I like calling, calling like me being crazy about fixing my curtain a disorder is like is sort of putting down people that actually have that disorder like it's well there's routine can you qualify making your bed as ocd or do or routine i think it's it it wouldn't to me it's like how much does it affect the rest of your day like if i don't make my bed and i leave the house and i know that i didn't make my bed does it fuck up the rest of my day no does it no not really is it hard to go to sleep in a bed that's not made no not really well I would say that if you're talking about affecting your day, not in like a large way, but like I think that getting out of bed when you should be sleeping just to fix a curtain that you didn't need to fix affected you. Yeah. But, well, that's but probably... making and making the bed would be more of a routine. Uh huh. You know, if you were to divide the two, mm-hmm. same. Well, like same I always with me. pack my, I always pack my guitar up the same way. Like the way that I fold my strap into the guitar case, I always do the same way. I always wrap my cables up in the exact same way and put them in the same place. You know, like I, I'm kind of weird about that. And if if I see some, I'm kind of OCD about cable management. That's what it is. There you go. So cl- so clutter and cleanliness, like of your yeah. of those things, or just well, like if I was on a gig and and I saw somebody wrapping a cable up really stupid, like around the elbow or something, like that. That would bother the shit out of me. <laughs> I've taught. I I actually I moved to Texas and I started working with another production company and I I like immediately started taking like management kind of roles even though I'm like a labor guy like bottom bottom tier at this new company and I see some other guy wrapping a cable like a dumbass and I'm like look dude <laughs> I don't know. I hope you can quickly get out of that role and yeah, get dude, jobs in like A1. Guy. I don't yeah. understand why they don't trust anybody in an A1 position immediately. I, I do and I don't, but. Yeah, I did a gig uh, for the MLW, the Major major League Wrestling. They're like a, compa- <laughs> I've never heard of them, but apparently so, they're a big deal. That sounds so fake. Is, it sounds like the fourth tier below. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, like, like bars. That's <laughs> like the way below. it felt too, honestly. God, that sounds funny. And what's, fu- okay, Dude, there's a lot major that was league. Up about this, but let me so just is there throw... a World Series of Wrestling now? I don't know. <laughs> major probably. league, probably. it's wrestling. all fucking fake. 
so who cares? And like, I've never been so aware of how fake it was until I actually saw one in person. I would never pay to go to one of these events, but I was <laughs> I was getting paid to be there, so I was there. But like, I don't just the whole thing was so ridiculous. So like, I showed up for strike. Um, strike meaning like I showed up to start breaking down the event and uh, I got there a little bit early right so I'm still like I showed up right when they were starting what was called <clears throat> I showed up right when they were starting what was called the uh, um, barbed wire match so they take down the ropes from the ring and they put barbed wire up pretty pretty obvious shit <laughs> but um it's fuck is it yeah real? So, yeah it's real barbed wire yeah holy shit yeah right so like so they start this thing and like the first guy that they call out they've got like this like metal music playing this dude from england comes out he's got like a all black spikes and shit on he's got a bat with barbed wire wrapped around it and like this chick this hot chick that comes out with him and they're like walking around the ring and he's he's supposed to be the bad guy obviously you know right. like he walks out and he's like Bruh. so the next guy walks out he's like <laughs> he, he comes out he's got like a cowboy hat and like uh fucking like a white wife beater and like cowboy <laughs> boots and jeans on and he's like i don't know what his name was but it might as well have been like tex or something and uh like i said like country rock so the match starts right and they start going at it and the, they turned off all the music so it's just silence and like these dudes walking around on this thing and like and obviously like the crowds but i could not believe that they chose to have no music during this because every punch every like slap none of it connects and when there's no music you can hear very plainly when when he fake punches the dude there is no connection there's no slap or like i mean no the whole sound. thing is like a show it's not i mean people yeah, know it. it's all about the storylines like you and, could try you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the whole thing really quickly turned into like it wasn't even about punching each other it was basically how fucked up can we get and and <laughs> get the shock factor value out of like it. how much blood can we draw and yeah so like they would do the thing like one guy would like push the other guy's face against the barbed wire and he'd like cut himself and then his face is all covered in blood and then it'd be the next guy's turn and he'd get all covered in blood and they'd be like spitting blood everywhere and like it was an absolutely like grotesque <laughs> it was so fucking gross so this whole thing happens i mean first English guy beats up Tex and then like it changes and then Tex is beating up English guy and then they bring out a fake table and it's like oh man English guy throws Tex through the table and then right. like I don't know all this shit they just did all this back and forth and then inevitably obviously Tex pulls it out and wins and everybody's like yeah fuck you English whatever and this whole thing was just absolutely bullshit but whole thing ends and one of the other labor guys that I'm working with is like a actually a big fan of the MLW and knows about these guys and He's uh he's really into it and it was kind of I was a little bit embarrassed for him. Oh really? He was just like ha he this <laughs> he is like really the, into one it. of the best I don't days get of it. his life. I don't understand how like how that's appealing to anybody. <laughs> But they like, were like, I mean, man. I, I was the stage hand, right? So I was, I could go backstage and see them and everything. And they're like, there's people waiting in line to take pictures with these guys. It's not a small thing. Do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. If you have time, you should watch Glow. It's got Mark Maron in it, like the comedian. And it's got, uh, I heard really good things about Glow and never watched it. Yeah. Allison Brie is in it. She's from uh community. Okay. Uh, she's the brunette from community. Like she's, it's really funny. It's about uh, all women's like, um, 
wrestling team in the 80s and trying to get it on TV and stuff. And it's like this Mark Marin, the comedian, is like a washed up director. Oh, it's about wrestling? I thought it was about roller No, derby. it's about women's wrestling. It's like a, a shit, televised awesome. televised women's wrestling and like how they're... That's it, awesome. It, but it's a drama. It's like a drama comedy. It's 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 pretty good. So. Speaking of wrestling and like that fighting stuff, though, did you hear about the uh, Conor McGregor fight? Oh, I watched it on my birthday. Yeah. Dude, 40 seconds. 43 seconds, man. It was oh so funny. God. All my friends just like threw out all these numbers like right then. They're like, oh, bucks you want 100 bucks i got 100 bucks on yeah. cowboy and i was like that's the quickest underdog that's, you ever lost yeah yeah dude i couldn't i the pay-per-view was 85 dollars to watch it on espn wow can you imagine spending 85 dollars for 41 seconds of content dude that that's that's so fast i couldn't i honestly couldn't believe it but i mean he got i didn't even look lucky but i think that he's i think connor's just that fast he's dude he's a Absolutely. He kicked him in the face and that was it. He went, he just like lost balance and went down. That was it. And the ref gave him every opportunity to get up. I mean, he waited. He waited a while. I think Connor was just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And he's just like, but it was weird. It was weird to see Connor like respectful, you know, like even the pre fight conference, like they were really gentlemanly about the whole thing. He wasn't a a hole. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think he's coming back into it and like he's doing a lot more training. And I I, I don't know. Maybe he spent all his money. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) he also has like lawsuits to answer to and you know there's just so much bullshit with him and khabib and oh shit yeah yeah there's just a lot if that's his plan is to go back down to lightweight and take on khabib because khabib's still the champion i think in lightweight he wants a title belt in every weight class yeah so he's in welter and he's gonna go for the title in welter i think but you should do uh what's the other one the super heavyweight what's the higher one with the highest one heavyweight i think it's heavy i thought there was a a bigger one dude i don't know i honestly don't really follow the UFC that much. Oh, UFC. Just Conor McGregor. And I think a lot of people are the same way. I want to know them all. I want to know them all. Heavyweight, lightweight, featherweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, flyweight, welterweight. Welterweight. That's where he's at right now, 170. Bantamweight, super heavyweight. <laughs> Atomweight, is that for women? Cruiserweight. I have no idea. I didn't super know lightweight, so super middleweight, super welterweight, cruiserweight. Super welterweight? Are these fucking true? That's stupid. Somebody tell me, is this true? How many UFC weight classes are there? 97. The UFC currently employs nine weight divisions. Heavyweight, lightweight, middleweight, welterweight, lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, flyweight, and women's bantamweight. Women's bantamweight? Yeah. So what is a what is a women's welterweight? Is it also one seventy? Do they do the same weight classes? No, they have a women's welter. I don't know. I don't huh. know. I I thought I don't know if there's. I mean, it's not like every weight class gets a title fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people are always working towards that stuff. Yeah. Why would you stop in like in a middle range? You know, straw weight is one fifteen. Flyweight's one twenty five. Bantam weight is one thirty five. Featherweight. So bantam is like lighter than featherweight and then featherweight's 145 lightweight's 155 super lightweight is 165 which super i guess adds weight so super heavyweight would be higher than heavyweight huh so yeah super adds 10 pounds is what it looks like and then in welterweight it adds five pounds weird would you ever would you ever jump in the ring dude i did a lot of fighting in college (laughs) (laughs) would you i've you know i thought about this because there's a actually uh there's a ufc gym right by where i lived in california when i lived in Concord, yeah, and man, funny I, got, and, I I almost got really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I I didn't like take the plunge. I think that is where I would start if I got into anything. I would definitely do ground grappling.
traveling like that. Yeah, I th- I, I really I really do. I like that's one of the one thing. It's just super expensive, especially if you go to like a Ralph Gracie Academy oh, or something. Shit. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's like it's like rent for for real. Yeah, yeah, it's like. But I mean, it bucks. becomes like a religion almost when you get good at it. It's whack. Like yeah, the uh, I don't know the way that people treat it. It's funny. I watch a I watch a couple of videos on YouTube of like guys breaking down street fights, and they're like, "Yeah, watch this guy. He like sweeps a leg. Like really funny." There's also one I, I saw of a of a Ralph Ralph Gracie Academy, and a guy came in and he uh he challenged them, and he's and they were like, "I want to challenge like one of your guys," and they're like, "No." And then like eventually they were like, "Okay, cool, challenge." And then they like didn't they like put this big dude against him, and he was like a 17 year old kid, and they didn't tell him until after like go for it and like yeah. <laughs> the 17 year old kid just like whooped his ass up and down the like that's mat. the thing man you could be like moderately good at brazilian jiu-jitsu and never lose a street fight again yeah because you could submit people so fast because they yeah. don't they don't know what they don't know that game yeah it's, dude it's crazy that's I, it's, I, the guy the i think it was ralph gracie actually like the guy who who came up with brazilian jiu-jitsu right when ufc first started he did a fight against i don't i wish i knew the details better but he he fought somebody who was like way above his weight class and won he like submitted him yeah and it was insane because brazilian jiu-jitsu wasn't a thing it's just like how to use your body weight in ways that like you can outmatch somebody who's so much heavier than you but now it's just standard like if you don't know basic brazilian jiu-jitsu like you're gonna get beat no matter i I miss the early days of ufc when like that was the thing it was like people like kimbo and people that didn't have any ground game and like all that stuff it was so fun because it would start dude there were so many martial arts that would come into the ring and yeah. that was like the one that started dividing people was like if you don't know jujitsu you can't be in the ring and because once you mm-hmm. like you can be as fast as whatever but if somebody gets a hold of you and gets you on the ground like you're done well you still have like you have strikers and like people who are good on the ground like uh gregor conor mcgregor is a striker but right. he's not uh, yeah. his ground game isn't fantastic it's not as good but he knows it better i mean that's yeah, what he yeah. had to train in yeah. to like actually go back against nate you know what i mean yeah i'm curious if uh if cowboy had got him on the ground what would have happened man and they say cowboys it's weird that this is becoming a sports cast now this has never happened (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not like i know that much about ufc but man i I just get excited for any of his fights like i totally do man and everybody else is the same way that's why i was thinking like he wasn't gonna lose that fight because he makes the ufc too much money like his return fight his big triumphant return was never going to be against somebody that he wasn't going to beat. I, I didn't know what to expect because the Cowboy was undefeated, wasn't he? He's not undefeated, but he no? has the most uh, the most wins and the most fights. He's like with the uh, the most veteran UFC fighter that there is. Cowboy. Oh, he's been fighting for a long time. Could be undefeated still, I think. He's 36-14. Yeah. And then uh, Connor's 22-4. Yeah. That's a crazy record. They're yeah. both crazy record. Khabib's yeah, undefeated. It's wild. Khabib's undefeated in lightweight still. He's undefeated in UFC, and I think he's he's defeated once in MMA. And that was their fight. Uh, Cowboy and uh, McGregor was a welterweight fight. Yeah, it was Walter fight welterweight UFC. And now I think he's looking at the title for welterweight, like we were talking about. Man, if he, apparently Khabib's the guy the, lightweight, the, the current welterweight champion was at the fight and like trying to egg on McGregor. Really? They try to make the whole thing a show, obviously, you know, but it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Did you watch the Holly Holmes fight before oh, was that? that? Before it? Yeah. yeah, that was a decent fight. It was. Yeah. Where are we going then? Huh? You got to get out of here. Yeah, man, I got to split. It's my aunt's birthday, and we got to go drink heavily <laughs> there's she's always- buddhist she's vietnamese and buddhist so she really likes to put them away and i'm um, gonna see hell if i yeah. can keep up hell yeah <laughs> well dude take a tequila shot on me you know how the vietnamese love tequila i thought tequila was vietnamese it is 
It's a Vietnamese liquor. That's it's a exactly. Vietnamese drink. Well, hey, I we could toast to a couple things. We could toast to pilots all around the world. Yeah, this was a weird one, man. We didn't. It was pretty, yeah. uh, pretty like we were airplane sports heavy. and like aviation. Anybody can fight in the UFC. Yeah, I want. I'd like to see you against uh, Conor McGregor, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would fucking run. <laughs> would you? I here's would a question. So here, this we'll end on this question. So the UFC paid Cowboy two hundred thousand dollars for that fight. Would you let Conor McGregor kick you in the head for two hundred thousand dollars? Yep. Even 100%. if it was like potential brain damage. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. I'll toast to that. Hundred <laughs> percent. I wouldn't think twice. I'll toast it, to that. That's the number I'm in. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Aunt Joe. Do you call her Aunt Joe? I do now. I do now. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Hey podcast people, this is Mike from the Toast of This Podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll be posting extra little funny things over there. And if you want to support the channel in any way, we'd really like it if you could share it with your friends or anyone you think would like this podcast. It'll do us a big favor. We don't want any of your money. Don't ever give us any money. Never give us money. If you're thinking about giving us money, don't give us money. Justin does need money though. Let's be real. You know, on second thought, Justin's, you know, Justin's not doing too well. Anything will help. You know what? Don't give it to him. See you next week. <laughs> See you.